Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! The travel, it's one thing to go to a spot, you're kind of looking forward to it, something different, you can deal with it. Coming home, it's when it's a mess. The traveling in this country right now via the aircraft, uh, pick the airline you want. I mean, I've been on all of them. I, You know, Houston, Chicago, New York on United back in November at the World Series. Obviously, American out to Phoenix, uh, you know, back and forth American to Chicago and Delta this time. So I've been on all three of the big airlines, uh, you know, for whatever the reason. And plus, you got all these issues. United almost fell into the ocean when it was going from Honolulu to San Francisco. It, it somehow decreased to 775 feet. You had the Air Hawaii one that had the turbulence and 28 people were hospitalized flying from Phoenix to Maui, which was crazy. You had the one last week with Lufthansa, which was over Tennessee, and no other plane had an issue. And it was over Tennessee at 37,000 feet, and they had an incredible turbulence scenario, and you had, you know— all sorts of panic, and go ask Matthew McGahey, uh, McGonaghy, who was on it. What a mess! And his wife—that was a disaster. I think that was his wife on there. Uh, they had a Southwest. Uh, why he'd fly Southwest anyway? But you'd have Southwest. I think was going from DC to Raleigh. They had a terrible scenario there. People get sick because of the turbulence. Once somebody l- loses it, the whole the whole place vomits. Besides the fights that are going on on Southwest. Uh, and then you got a guy the other day who was going to kill everybody on a plane from L.A. to Boston. That was a disaster. I mean, I don't, I don't care where you are. I mean, is it, whether it's the passengers acting like hooligans, whether it's the uh, airlines who are packing these planes to the absolute rafters, which is a disaster, whether it's the people at the gates who do a horrendous job, they can't speak, you can't understand them. I mean, you know, the microphone is muffled. They don't know what, the, you don't know what, which group did they call? You have no idea. I mean, it it's, it's a complete, utter disaster. I mean, it's a mess. I mean, listen, I don't want to make too big a deal about this, but I'm in St. Martin there on Sunday, on Monday night, Monday afternoon, and, you know, people are rushing to Gate 5 at that little airport there, despite the fact they're in basically Group 7, but they want to get on first because they got six bags they want us freaking store in the, in the overhead compartments. And so because they don't want to be charged. So people basically bring everything on the plane, and then the plane gets overweight. They got to take people off. They got to check the luggage out it's 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 a mess it is an it's a disaster they cram me in i mean i I, you know geez you're a sardine i got claustrophobia as it is thank god i had the volume there you would have to throw me off the plane at thirty-five thousand feet there on monday afternoon my poor wife she says take a volume and shut up will you please i can't listen to this i mean it's an and then here's another thing and then if you're fortunate enough to get in early as i was with delta there on monday night to kennedy got in early Half 40 minutes. Hey, look at this. I don't believe it. It said 7.57. We landed 7.19. Yeah, hallelujah. I'll get home for the second half of Hofstra. I was all excited. What happens? You sit on the runway for an hour and a half because they can't get the gate. There's no gates. So what the hell is the purpose of getting there early? Leave late. I, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. 
Yeah, they sit there. There's nothing more frustrating on a jam plane for four and a half hours. Everybody smells. It's a disaster. You can't wait to get the hell off. And you see the freaking terminal right in front of you. And the captain says, I'm sorry, no gate. We'll be here for a period of time. I'll keep you posted. He says, 10, 15 minutes, we'll be moving. An hour and a half later, you haven't moved an inch. It's amazing. And then the other thing that's fascinating, and I saw this the other day, you fly down to St. Martin the other day, as I did, and you sit next to a guy, and, you know, I was in first class, and I had a flatbed, and he's wiping all the tables down with a mask. Now, hold on now. If you're that worried about getting sick with a mask, why out an aircraft? Swim to St. Martin. I mean, if you don't want to get sick, the last thing, what do you think, the mask is going to protect you? There's 360 people on board. There's all sorts of germs flying around this dopey thing. And they, they wipe down this, they wipe down that, they, they got the mask on. Oh, my God, please. Stop. That's the dumbest thing in the world. If you're that worried about getting sick, don't travel. If you're that worried about it, you don't travel. Oh, my gosh. No wonder I fly the private. And you say, Chris, you're nuts. No, I'm not nuts. I'm 63 years of age. I want a nice, easy transfer. My God, Stephen A. does it. Why can't I? It is really. It is. I tell you, I know how you, folks, I know how you do it. I mean, you know, I try to mix it up a little bit, and I debated about trying. I, you know, what I get now, it's too much money, and geez, it's why I'm not saving time. I deal with the, I deal with, you know, going on Delta, and I get to the freaking airport, and it's a zoo for three hours. And then we land an hour, 20 minutes later, 20 or 30 minutes earlier, and I'm sitting there. And then I got fat Rob out there in Rapid telling me Delta's by far the best airline. Nonsense! They are not. What are you, crazy? What are you, freaking a spoken? No, they're not. All the airlines are a disaster. I was on that American out to Phoenix. It took six hours and 45 minutes. I didn't know he was going to go via, go to Phoenix via the North Pole, for crying out loud. It's it's hard to believe. It is hard to believe. I don't know how people do it. And then here it is from the winter meetings, thank God, with Eddie Erickson, and God bless his little soul. I was off the air at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. Off the air at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock Eastern Time. Wednesday, December 7th. I was tucked in, in bed, Connecticut, at about 11.30 at night. And it says, geez, I'm 63 years of age. I made a fortune. I'm in the Hall of Fame. What's What's the point? I'm going to go fight with Louis Baricelli in the freaking back of the plane with Joe Sherman? Why would I ever do that for? I must be nuts. My God, I'm going to sit in the back row next to the latrine. And it's only, that's the other thing that bothers you. You're sitting there in first class, and they, only, they got the bathrooms for the first class people. And, you know, and people from 38B, they don't want to use the bathroom in the back, so they walk all the way in the front. So when I got to take a pee halfway through it, I can't do it. There's a long line. Oh, it's a disaster. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. There's a line that goes by the, the, the whole aircraft. And then the next thing you know, there's bumps all over the place. And now the pilots are nervous. I mean, it was beautiful, clear skies the other day, and there was a little bump, and he said, put your seatbelts on in your seats immediately. They're all nervous now because of the turbulence. When somehow Lufthansa almost jumped out of the sky last week. You imagine being on that plane, a nice, easy flight from Austin to Frankfurt, and you're flying along beautifully, and then at, uh, you know, 37,000 feet, the only plane, by the way, that was affected, somehow, way, you almost dropped from the sky, and over Tennessee, oh my God, there's nothing worse than that.
Except if you're me. Except if you're me. If I could not believe, and I've had some bad, tight experiences in my life, whether they be subway cars. I remember an old day in San Diego, I came on one of those railroad cars. I was spooked when I was there at the Super Bowl. Can you imagine me for about 20 minutes on, on Monday afternoon? The last thing I was thinking about was talking to you guys. When I walked up that ramp, it took three hours to get up the ramp because everybody was with eight bags and, you know, needed help to get to their seats, which is fair. It was a disaster. And I said, oh, thank God I'm on a plane. Oh, I can relax. I can spread out a couple of minutes. I'll be in good shape. I walked left and the, I had to crawl over 50 people to get into my 5D near the window. And I sat down at 10 of 4. The flight was leaving at 4.50. And I said to myself, how the hell am I going to get through this? I'm not going to be able to do it. And I did something smart. I put the volume in, in, in a carry-on bag. Oh, no, matter of fact, they even did better than that. I put it in my pocket because I never know when the urge might hit me. So I said to myself, honey, Jeannie, I'm sorry. You've lost your husband for the next five hours. And I almost took two. I almost took two. But then you got to carry me off. I don't know how people do it. God, you got to fly in these planes. It's, 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 geez, it's amazing. Un, it's, 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 it's my, and it's all the airlines. It's not one. They pack people in. They overbook. They let you, they, they charge you. If, if you put a bag on board, that's one pound overweight. They charge you a fortune. You only can take, you, know, you only can bring, you, you can't book. You can't, you, you want you don't want to send a plane in the over, in the luggage, in the, in the, um, you know, you don't want to, in the, in the bottom of the plane because you're going to get charged for it. They let you take. You know, and it's funny. You ever notice when they say to you, when you, uh, when you hear the lady at the, at the gate say, you're allowed to take one bag and one personal item? One personal item is supposed to be a pair of sunglasses. I don't know. One personal item, maybe a meatball sub. I mean, the personal item is a 30-pound suitcase. It's, it's, it's incredible. And then, and then the people who are in seat 43, they all stand an hour and a half before the flight. I, where are these people going? You're not getting on a plane. For th and then I realized, well, no, I know where they're going. They want to beat everybody on board so they can take six overhead compartments. And then it also pisses the first class people off because they get on a plane and they realize their compartment is stuck. So they got to walk all the way in the front. And they take my compartment in the first class, which I paid for, which bothers me. And then I don't know whose bag is this, for crying out loud. And then I find out six hours later, it's a guy who was sitting in 48F. Well, how the hell did he get this bag in 3D? I paid extra for this suitcase and for this overhead bag. It's absolute. I don't know how people put up with it. You're right. And it's a mess. You know, when that happens, right, they're all trying to get to the front of the plane to get their bag. And you're trying to get to the back. And you're all trying to cross through oh one aisle. Oh, my God. It's an absolute, it's a, it's a, and here's what they did with Delta the other day. They opened up the both gates so you could have the front of the plane, they had the ramp and the back of the plane. The problem is the back of the plane, you're supposed to have the higher seat locations because you're entering from the back of the plane. You got a person going into the back of the plane who's in 11D and you got a person going in the front of the plane who's in 26F. Well, how the hell are you going to get him through the road? You got one guy going one way with six bags and the other guy going the other way. With that big, and I'm freaked out. It's 5D, and I'm freaked out. Oh my god, at least on a boat, I can look out and see the ocean, take a rum and a rum punch, and I can get through it. 
Oh, my, I don't worry about the belly. But when I'm on our plane and they shut that cargo door and I realize I'm with these people for the next four and a half hours, this is a, forget the wife. I can deal with Jeannie, but that is a mess. It's a mess. And then if you're 400 pounds, Eddie Erickson, Billy Z, then it's a real disaster. Imagine Eddie on that plane the other day. Walking up that ramp and he's back in 36F. Oh, my God. He would have been a, <laughs> been a mess. He's, an absolute mess. I have etiquette, though. See, I prepare for all that. I would never. First of all, I board when I'm supposed to board. And I always make sure I'm in the front of the plane. And I line up appropriately. Oh, God. You yeah, made I mean, fun of me for doing that. Now you know why. It, it, I, don't, I don't know how you guys do it. And it's that it's not just the long flights. I mean, Southwest almost fell out of the sky a couple days ago. Going to Raleigh. Matthew Magada, he's sitting there with his wife having a cocktail in the first class thing, and next thing you know, his head's hitting the roof because they had turbulence at 37,000 feet. Guy's flying to Hawaii on Air Hawaii. He's all excited. Look, warm weather, honey. Next thing you know, the top of the plane falls off and 27 people get hurt. Guy takes off from Maui. He's going to San Francisco and United. Hey, look at this beautiful weather, blah, 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 blah. He looks out the window five feet later, and he's almost in the ocean. I mean, it's incredible. How do you do it? No wonder the Tories, the Coens, the Ericsons, the Fitzpatricks, the Bob Stews, the Eric Spitzes, who, by the way, Eric, loosen up on a plane. No wonder they were in La La Land. As Fitzpatrick said when we landed from Phoenix on February 10th, how dare they not put the car service right at the gate, right at the, uh, at the cargo door so I didn't have to walk outside three, three feet. It's almost at the point I don't want to travel. But for about 10 minutes, 48 hours ago, I was in a very, very bad place. While Sirius XM is falling apart, except for Colin Schmeling, who's picking up the pieces, dead carcasses all over the road, and Colin stepping on him to become a heavyweight. Here at Sirius XM. Laugh, Colin. Laugh, laugh. When you're in midair crisis... As all these people are, how do people think about taking cell phone pictures? I understand. You got babies that end up in different rows. You got stewardesses, uh, stewards and, uh, and, and the flight attendants up there, heads hitting roofs. You got trays of food all over the place. People barfing with the barf bags all over the plane. And you got all these fans out there on TikTok taking the photographs. Well, they sell it in the TMZ. They're about to go down in flames, say goodnight to the world, chuck out, and they're taking photographs on their phone. It's the amazing. Isn't that the last thing you think about? Honey, we're about to crash. Take some pictures just for the hell of it. I mean, well, I, mean I, I don't understand. They're all taking the photographs. Is that the thing you do? You're on a plane that's in trouble. You're on that plane United that almost fell into the ocean. They sent the pilots to private planning training school after that, by the way. You know, they gave them extra training. You're on the plane from San from United, and you almost crashed in the Pacific Ocean. You're going to have the missus there. By the way, take some, when we go nose first into the ocean, take a couple of pictures just in case they find the camera floating like Castaway and Tom Hanks 20 years from now. We're going to have fake pictures of our last moments. I mean, what? I mean, what? It's on. They save it on these SoundCloud, whatever it's been called. I I mean, I, I don't understand it. What are people doing? That's what you're thinking about? When you're in dire straits at 37,000 feet, let me take photographs? What are you, what are you, how about saying to Hail Mary? God, get me out of this. My God. Seven in front of the hour. I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this right now. 
I don't care what it costs. I don't care if I have to work first take in the MLB network and here <clears throat> for the next five years. I, I've had it. It's going to be Russo Airways from now on. I can promise you. It's Russo Airways. I don't care if I'm flying from uh, New Canaan to Bridgeport. It's going to be Russo Airways. Am I right, Eddie? Yes or no? You've flown many a time. That's the only way to go. Only way to go. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.